Evening Hot Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the uh, Data Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the I'm not doing this to my voice on purpose, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and on all the social media places at Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and tell you about whatever the hell's going on in my head. I make fun of some weird news shit. And I tell you about a podcast that I think you should check out because, like I always say, sharing is caring. Or in some cases, keep it to your damn self. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) If it isn't painfully obvious, I'm sick. And I I highly contemplated not doing the show this week because I'm sick. And it's one of those things that's kind of been building since last week. And... I'm suspicious of how I got sick because at this point, I'm the only one in the house that's sick. It's not like every other case of I get sick where the boys get something at school, like something's going around, like strep. (laughs) Like a few years ago when at the boys' old school, it seemed like every three or four weeks there was an outbreak of strep and we'd get a fucking note home from the school. Oh, a child in your class has been diagnosed with strep throat, blah, blah, blah. And we'd get that like every four or five weeks. This time, I don't know. Nobody else is sick. Rihanna had a, like a migraine stuff going on last week, but that's her migraines. I, I mentioned that last week. But yeah, I kind of going in Thursday night going into Friday morning and through the whole weekend and now even going into the week and I'm just sitting here like, fuck, let this be over. I'm done with this already because up until like yesterday, basically, I didn't sound any different. And I've mentioned I've been trying to record uh, lines for that audio drama sitcom podcast that I work on. very occasionally. And I've basically been unable to do so for various reasons. Seems like every time I try and I realize my voice is pitching up really quick, I'm not doing this on purpose. This is just kind of how I sound right now, unfortunately. But uh, I've every time I try and I have the time, it's like, okay, on this day I can sit. I'll have the time to sit and record and do this because it's harder for me to do recording lines and things like that during the week because, you know, got my little munchkin with me and it's a little more time consuming of a process that I can't have any surrounding interruption. I can't, you know, like I've got to basically build my little sound booth, which I don't use for the show. If If you could tell the difference, I have echo shit like that, but I build myself a little sound booth, my little blanket fort that completely encases my desk and it it kind of deadens my sound which enables me to get very loud and very you know active and and do all the things and, and act in my booth but i can't do that if i've got a four-year-old asleep down the hall because you know it might help with 
the microphone not picking up all of the yelling and echoing and all that stuff. But outside of my little blanket box, the dogs can still hear me yelling and theory. And if the dogs hear me yelling, the dogs start barking and then the dogs start barking and they wake up Sam and then there goes any chance of recording. So yeah, I can't really do that if he's asleep. And again, anytime, basically I have to be in a, a situation where the boys are all sequestered and, and, and isolated away from me. And stuff like that. So I, I've been trying to record for this show for weeks now. And every weekend, because like I said, Thursdays, I'm, I don't work. Or not, what am I saying Thursday? Sundays. The fuck I get Thursday from? Sunday, I must be sick brain fog. I don't know. I'm seriously not even sure if I'm going to be able to go to work today. I think I'm going to have to Lysol my microphone and everything here in a minute. But and I'm... Every weekend when I'd be like, okay, Sunday, I need to sit down. I need to record the lines for this show. And I'll just say it. It's 2000 DC. I've talked about it before. I've done lines for 2000 DC before I've done. I've played various parts on that show. It's such, it's, it's a blast. I love doing it. It working on that show is a big part of what's made me want to get into voice acting and getting to play silly parts, like being a waiter, being a male stripper guy. Yeah. I did that, but I, I love getting to play because every time he offers me a part, every role I get for that show or some weird character, I don't come in playing it straight. My wife would say I can't play anything straight, but that's, you know, another thing. But, <laughs> but every time he's like, Hey, I've got a part. Are you interested? I'm like, of course I'm interested. Cause the more I do, the better I can get and the more acting experience and all that stuff. And I can be, get better, more practice and do all this thing. And, but every time it's these weird character roles that basically require me to, okay, they don't necessarily require me, but I mean, come on, if you're going to be a supposed to be very gay male stripper, you've got to, you've got to flame it up a little bit. You know, if you're going to be the waiter at a fancy restaurant, you've got to fancy it up a bit. My speaking voice, not conducive to a fancy restaurant. So I put on the worst French accent I've ever done in my life because it's just stupid and cheesy and funny because at the end of the day, I'm a clown. Don't know how the fuck I did that to my voice. See, that's the thing. When I'm sick, I can do, I sound like this and I get that going in my voice. Sorry if that just made anybody nauseous. I don't know what the fuck that noise was, but I get down like I need right now. I actually could probably I'd be a good time for me to record the lines I want for this next part because I'm going with this kind of gravelly sort of character voice. But yeah, every time I, I get one of these roles from them, it's always these very different characters. You know, I don't play. I don't play just a me talking character. I'm not that guy. When it comes to this show, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that comes in to do the zany character. And so now I've got another zany character. And then I didn't realize it until I was actually going through the entire script that I'm basically like the, I'm that guy who shows up for one episode, but I'm, it's, I'm kind of a central focal character. This is the biggest part that I've got for this show before. Every time it's been like, you're the waiter. You're here for five seconds. You're the male stripper. Hi. You're under arrest. Gay the fuck out of it because he's a male stripper. But, and they, come on, you're going to, that's what you're going to do. 
if you think male stripper, you're not going to, okay. If you're going to think male stripper dressed like cops and things like, I don't know. I just went with, yeah, just flamed it up. I don't know. Anyway, but all the different parts that I've played or my big turkey monologue and went super redneck with it just because who would have a pet turkey? I don't know. But there's always been so much fun to do. And now I get this one big part and I was like, yeah, this is going to be great if I could fucking sit down and record it because I went from, oh, we've got this thing going on at home or we're, we're or something's going on. It's like, oh, we're doing bed stuff or we got school stuff or we've got this, 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 this. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got whammed with a, if you've heard me talk about my hiccups before, and I don't remember if I mentioned this when it happened, but I got hit with my hiccups. And when I get hit with hiccups, I get painful, violent, long lasting hiccups that in many cases can go on for several days. And I mean this literally that I will have continuous hiccups for three, four days at a time, which I've heard if you have hiccups like that, you should go to the doctor, but I don't because I don't want to go to the doctor because the last time I went to the doctor, they told me I'm supposed to be uh, allergic to dairy and you know what? Fuck you. I drink too much milk to be allergic to dairy. You can kiss my ass doctor. That's why I no longer drink regular milk. Damn it. All that aside, I, yeah, I, I, I get these like painful, violent, like I'll have a hiccup and it'll like recoil and it'll like one big hiccup. And then like aftershock in my chest and it'll just be like, I feel like my heart's skipping a beat or something the way it hits me, but I get these like wave hiccups. And when those hit you, if you've ever had hiccups like that, it is the most painful thing ever. It's like you're being punched in the chest from inside your chest. That is the best way I could possibly describe it. And I feel like it's actually fairly accurate. It is like being punched in the chest from inside your chest. And it hurts like hell. And it knocks the wind out of you. So I say it's like being punched. It, like you can't breathe. You can't anything. It just like leaves you hunched over and it hurts like hell. And then makes it nearly impossible to sit there and do a voice acting session and record lines for an hour or two when you've got, you know, painful, painful hiccups. Like, how am I supposed to do three takes of this when I can't get through three breaths? Because basically every minute or so, I'd get hit with one of these hiccup waves. And besides the fact that, well, hiccups are going to catch, I also would be completely out of breath. And it makes it nearly impossible for me to sync up my, you know, I've talked before about my ability. And when I'm recording like this, that if I make a mistake or I screw something up or whatever, I go back and I re-record and I match inflection. And it's that whole, like, you can't tell. I would say, and like, cause I can't tell when I'm listening to it, when I make a cut and I go and like re-record an entire chunk because I can just in my head, I can match the inflection that I used right now. I probably can't do that because my, my voice is going all over the place. Again, I'm all these weird wonkinesses with my voice. I'm not doing that. This is just what my voice is doing. It sucks. It sucks. But yeah, I, I, I do all that. Well, I fuck, I can't do that if my my hell, my breathing, my voice, my everything is all over the place from stupid hiccups. 
Well, I had all that going on. And then this last weekend, I get sick. And again, I started coming on. This started really hitting me on Friday. And if you want to remember from last week, I had a ton of shit to do on Friday. I had uh, I had to take our dog. I had to take Emmett. I say our dog because we have two now because officially Jasper is ours. I mentioned that we were taking on our dog. I don't remember. My brain's fried. But yeah, we now have a second dog. Um, our, our, our new old dog, Jasper. Yeah. I talked about this last week. I talked, I'm sure I talked about Jasper and all this stuff. I think I don't remember, but we have another dog. <laughs> if I didn't talk about this, let me know because I've, I've told the story of how we came to acquire Jasper so many times in the last few weeks. I don't remember if it was ever on the show. So if I didn't talk about how we came to acquire Jasper, let me know and I will share it and maybe I'll just drop it. I don't know. I'll, I'll throw it out there. But yeah, so we now have two dogs. So I was going to take Emmett for his regular nail trim and he's the one that has the thyroid condition. So he needed his annual uh, blood work done. And so it's just the, oh, hey, he's got to go get his uh, blood drawn. They check his thyroid levels. They adjust his medication. And while we're here, he needs to get his nails trimmed and well i'm sick and this appointment has is has like he has to take his medication at one time and he has to have his blood drawn within four hours of his medication being taken it's one of those sort of control things and so 10 in the morning i've got to take him to the vet to get his labs done then at noon i've got well like 11 30 i've got to pick up the boys from school because they've got an early release because of uh, parent teacher conferences. Well, first conference is at 12 15. So we just kind of hung out, but we basically go from Emmett at the vet, go get the boys and go do one of the parent teacher conferences. And that was at 12 15, go home. So the boys can eat lunch after lunch, flip back around, go back to another parent teacher conference. <laughs> And then somewhere in between the parent teacher conferences and, and all that and lunch and everything, we get a call from the vet. Hey, Emmett's uh, numbers are a little high. We're going to adjust his medication. So the pills I gave you this morning as a refill, we need to swap those out for a different dose. So then after parent teacher conference, back to the vet to get all of that done. Now I've got all four kids in tow because it's after school and conferences and all this stuff. Meanwhile, I'm sick and the boys knew I was sick because it was starting to come on again. It was starting to come on from Thursday ish, but Friday morning and in through the conferences and everything. And they knew that one, I had had a late night at work Two, I wasn't feeling I had, so I had no sleep. And again, it's one of those follow me on social media. You saw my Fitbit post about, Hey, two hours of sleep Thursday night going into Friday. And that's when I started really getting sick. And there's this suspicion that it, that, you know, lack of sleep is related to this, but I'm still sick. And, you know, I went through the weekend and my two days off and getting kind of getting sleep on my days off. I I was allowed to sleep the fuck in. I was so sick Friday night. I took a big hit of Robitussin and I think that was around 4 a.m. I woke up at 11 Rihanna got up, got out of bed, 
did shit. She took a shower. She did a bunch of shit. I look up. The boys have come into the room and they're fighting and being loud and rowdy. I'm thinking it's like eight. And I look at my clock and it's almost 11 o'clock. And, and one of the boys is like, hey, where's mom? Did she have work this morning? Where's mom? And I'm just like half comatose. What? Where's mom? And I just kind of flop my arm over to her side of the bed, which if she was there, she would have totally hit me for because I would have just whomped into her. But I go, I was like, oh, where is she? And I look and, you know, I've, I've mentioned the bathroom door for our room is off my side of the bed. So there's like three feet between my edge of the bed. If I fell out of bed, I could fall into the bathroom. It's pretty much that close. But I look into the bathroom and I don't see the light on. And then I realize, remember, oh yeah, if the door is actually closed all the way, it's it pushes against the carpet and you can't see the light. So I have no clue. I, I'm assuming she's in the bathroom because all the boys are looking for her. But then I look and it's like, what? Fuck, it's, it's, what? what time? And I'm still in a fog because man, Robitussin knocks you the fuck out. And I just took the Robitussin cough because I was coughing a lot. And it, yeah, but yeah, all of this, like the, the rush of everything I had to do on, on Friday and then getting into Saturday morning and I had to work on Saturday. And the thing about being sick on Saturday for me is if I try and call out because I, I work every Saturday, most of the other guys in the office don't. But if I work on Saturday or anybody who does work on Saturday, if somebody calls out or there's an emergency and they need somebody to come in or whatever, nobody will fucking come in on Saturday. That is just the thing. So I knew and I was working by myself. I just had one job. It was cleaning tile in a building I'd never been to before, but I was just going in and I was cleaning tile, but it's about an eight hour job by myself cleaning tile. And I'm like, fuck (laughs) like if i call in they're not gonna want me to call in because nobody is gonna answer nobody is gonna fucking come in there's no point in trying because the only people who would actually come in to help out if i'm sick are already working and they're working out of town so they can't do it you assholes so i i sucked it up and i i actually because I was working by myself, I had a lot of leeway about when I could come in and I ended up not starting at work until like four in the afternoon. I was like, Nope, I'm going to spend the morning, get myself medicated, get food in me so I can try and get energy or whatever. And fucking just, uh, and, and took a big ass nap before I had to go in. But man, that was probably one of the easiest days I've had with this shit. And, they, and I, I've stayed medicated. I have. And I'm normally not one to sit there and take medication every day. I hate it. I hate dealing with medication. But I fucking did it. And I got up. And I made, I got my fucking pills. And, my, and I got a bunch of the fucking emergency uh, immune therapy bullshit and all this shit. But taking all of that stuff, I was kind of feeling I, like I'm feeling medicated. But I was feeling better. I wasn't body achy. I wasn't super stuffy. I could get through my day. You know, the fever was under control. And basically, like, you know, taking Zyrtec and Aleve, these are both long-term. They're 8 to 12 hour. The Zyrtec's supposed to be 24 hours. That's bullshit. I feel that shit wearing off after about 12 hours. But that's my system burns through everything. But, you know, I knew taking those, I'd have workable, functionable me for a day. 
of taking this stuff and all the the vitamin C and all this stuff and drinking the Sprite and eating the ramen noodles and the, the you know, the, the burying my face in soup and all this stuff. I'm doing all the, the, the standard, you know, crackers and soup and Sprite and doing all the stuff that, to get better. And it, it made me functional. Still feel like crap. And any opportunity I could, I'm laying down and resting. But I'm just... I'm I'm still not through it and it's pissing me off, man. Cause as it's gone on, I, I go through like Sunday. Sunday I'm sick. I could have recorded, I could have done all that stuff, but I'm still like coughing and I'm like even Rihanna was saying, like, well, your voice isn't changed. Your voice, you still sound like you. You're like you're sick, but you still sound okay. And then now I don't. Come Monday, it was like, nope, I'm whatever the hell, my voice is gone. And I can't. And so what the fuck it's the last few days I've had no voice and I'm still sitting here like, ah, I just, I want this to be over. I still want this to be over. I was actually talking. I was uh, texting with Derek from rolling misadventures to schedule him for his, everything goes well. He is this, the, 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 what the fuck, uh, September guest of the month <laughs> again, brain fog. I don't know what month it is. He, he is scheduled to be my guest of the month, uh, but it, we were kind of laughing because I was getting sick and you're like, hey, isn't this ahead of schedule for you? Because normally I get really bit sick in November going around national podcast post month. And I think it's because I said national podcast post month and started planning for that. So my body went into shock and started making me sick. <laughs> but huh. yeah, that's been my weekend. <laughs> just the weekend fuck uh, i i still again i don't even know if i'm going to work i've, I've got to take my temperature and check on how i'm doing because i don't know i really don't sucks because if you've been again if you've been following me long enough you know i've already burned through all of my sick days at work this year <laughs> granted it's september but i've already burned through all of my sick days so that sucks but yeah, I think I'm going to stop with the sick talk, take a break, play some promos, and I will be right back with the news. Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. Need to satisfy a hungry mind? Every week, Your Brain on Facts brings you science. Why does mint feel cold? History. King Charles II of Spain was so inbred, his family didn't bother educating him. Medicine. Two doctors tested cocaine as an anesthetic by injecting it into their own spines. Music. Many hit songs and even entire albums were written for revenge. Technology. The first video game was made on an oscilloscope in 1958. Art. Restorers destroyed a da Vinci sketch by dunking it in water and alcohol. And every other topic under the sun. Look for Your Brain on Facts on your favorite podcast app or at yourbrainonfacts.com.
All right. Back to the normal doing shit, even though I'm sick and I should totally have abbreviated this show. Whatever. I'm not going to spend too much time on this first story because I don't like spending too much time when people die. But this week's news theme really is a what were you thinking? That That's the theme of this week. First up, pastor dies trying to beat Jesus fasting record. Yeah, I don't know what it is about pastors in South Africa, but they really like testing shit from the Bible. That just seems to be their thing. It seems like every time I see a news story out of South Africa, it is some preacher is dead because he was trying to do something from the Bible, like drink acid or get bitten by snakes or do something out of the Bible, and they're trying to test that they are this amazing preacher that they can do all of the miracles of the Bible, and then they die. And in this case, you have a South African preacher who was trying to uh, match the, you know, Jesus goes off into the desert and fasts uh, for 40 days and 40 nights. And he was trying to do the same thing. So I want to look at this from a logical perspective. Whether or not you believe Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Geographically, Jesus was in the Middle East. Let's just say that. The whole, all of that stuff took place in the Middle East. This guy's in South Africa. He is in the deserts of South Africa. Completely different environment. How did, and so the, the, the environmental factors that are going to determine your ability to survive for 30, 40 days without food are entirely different. On top of that, you don't know if Jesus like really prepared, like he could have been super hydrating or something or, or carbo loading. I don't know. Jesus could have been very well prepared so that the effects of 40 days of fasting weren't nearly as extreme on him as possibly on this pastor who died. You have to take all these things into account. And all I can think of, what were you thinking? The human, it's it's like you can test miracles and you can test the Bible all you want, but facts are facts and science is science. The human body cannot survive completely without anything for 40 days. You need to have water, period. You can't, what do they say? You can't go two weeks without water. You know, I don't think you can go one week without water. But, you know, depending on what your body fat content, muscle content is, things like that, you know, you can only go so long without some sort of something in your body. So, people don't look at this like, hey, if you were going to test that 40 days thing, how about you like hyper prepare like ultra marathon or prepare for this shit because and and work yourself up to it because I'm willing to bet and the article doesn't go into into too much depth. He did not prepare. He did not go into this like doing stretching his fasting and and stuff like that to to push his body he probably went from i'm good i'm not and normal everyday eating and all that to i'm gonna fast for 40 days in the desert all by myself and no one's gonna know 
because that's what happens. And then 30 days in, somebody's passing by and finds your dead body in the desert, which is what happened. Like 30 days, he is when they found him dead. Ugh. I hate calling out all these South African preachers, but damn it, stop trying to replicate the Bible. Okay, I spent longer on that than I wanted to. Moving right along. French court says employer responsible for man's death after sex. Yeah, so 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 this is a complicated story. So uh, the the simplest version of guy has a heart attack while on a work trip and his estate it doesn't say who's filing for it, but his estate basically they're trying to claim work the French equivalent of workman's comp saying oh he died on the job the his employer is responsible for his death and they have to pay you know workman's comp and 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 all this stuff an accidental death because he was working at the time so the thing is he wasn't working he was it was yes he was on a work trip but he wasn't and he wasn't staying in the official hotel that was you know rented for him for by the company for the work trip he was off at some girl's house he went off and was having sex with some girl doesn't say if it was a out of town girlfriend or whatever the case may be or he just met some girl at a bar whatever doesn't get into that but he's off at this girl's house they have sex shortly thereafter he has a heart attack and dies so then his family or whoever try and file and claim that, well, no, this he should be getting uh, workplace insurance because this was an on-the-job accident. They, tried, they said this is an on-the-job accident because he was on a work trip. And according to the ruling from the French court, during a business trip, an employer is liable for any employee accidents or an employee's death in just about any circumstance, uh, including the consequences of an amorous encounter. So, yeah, basically because he was where he was on a company, he was there because of work, the company is responsible for all of his actions, no matter how he died on this trip. You know, if he was hit by a bus on his lunch break, he, the company's responsible for that because he was on a work trip. So theoretically, if he was at home and on his lunch break and he, and went off and had a, a quickie in the, on his lunch break and had a heart attack and died, the company would not be responsible for that because he wasn't on the clock. But on a work trip, he the company is completely responsible for him 100% of the time. I'm sorry. I'm a little, uh, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, and, and the company were basically like saying, no, he wasn't doing anything for work. He wasn't staying in the hotel that we put him in. He was off doing something completely separate from what he was supposed to be doing as an employee. He was not acting as an employee when he died. He was acting as a guy off getting some. He was off having an amorous encounter when he died, not doing anything for the company. We shouldn't have to pay for this. 
well, the French courts don't agree because France and <laughs> there goes my French listener and there. And so, the, yeah, now they've, they've got to pay him like workman's comp and accidental death insurance and all this stuff. I'm like, what the hell? No. And it, like the, even the insurance company was like, no, like the act of, of sexual intercourse is an act of everyday life, like taking a shower, eating, eating lunch. This is not something that we cover. Like we're not responsible for somebody having sex while doing an ordinary everyday thing. We're the, we're the job insurance. We're the, if he's working and drops something on it and something falls on his head, we cover that. We don't cover him going off and, and having, you know, an amorous encounter air quotes. No. But now apparently they do. I'm sorry, France, you need to rethink. I realize French is the love language, but you know what? No, that's dumb. That's a really dumb ruling. Just, just, no. All right. We have come to the big, what were you thinking of all? What were you thinking this week? It's time for the jackass of the week. Man spends 30 grand to fight a speeding ticket for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So uh, this guy in the UK, uh, he basically, he got hit by a speed camera. Yeah. We know speed cameras. You're going down the road and it flashy flashes you and then you get a ticket in the mail saying that you were speeding and then you're supposed to just mail the little thing back that says, you know, uh, you know, guilty, not guilty. Here's my fine, whatever. So he gets one of these, says he was clocked doing 35 in a 30, uh, 30 mile per hour zone or 30 kilometers. I don't know what it is in the UK. I think they actually use miles per hour, but they have a different miles per hour, whatever. Um, yeah, it says miles per hour. Cause it's got a little thing for the ticket. Anyway. So guys clock doing 35 in a 30 mile per hour zone. And he's so insistent when he gets the ticket back because it says, you know, column one, column two, column three, it's guilty. And I don't want to come to court guilty. And I want to come to court or not guilty. Send me the date of my trial. And rather than put not guilty, which would be the proper response if you deny being, you know, if you deny speeding, he puts options in columns one through three do not apply, no case to answer. <laughs> but like, but, but you know, you're you're if you're saying no case to answer, you're saying I'm not guilty. You're saying I didn't do it. That's what not guilty means, dipshit. <laughs> so this guy ends up between like taking them back and like filing an appeal and all this stuff and, and going through all this crap. And then he gets and they rule against him. Yeah. (laughs) They say, uh, no, that's not how it goes. And so he like has like somebody, he like has some video expert who goes and tells the courts, the speed camera may have malfunctioned or it might've been triggered by a, a car in the other lane. And so he wasn't speeding. The other car was or blah, blah, blah. He ends up going to court four times before they even hear his appeal. And he lost. And so he appeals up to the higher court. 
And he's sitting here thinking, oh, I'm just going to say, no, this wasn't me. This is a bunch of bullshit and it's going to be over. So between court fees, court costs and travel expenses, this dumb shit spent 30,000 pounds because UK to fight a ticket that was only a hundred bucks. He literally spent his kid's inheritance. And he's sitting there he's like, oh, I'm tired of the system steamrolling people. I don't know why I went with that because I can't do an, an English accent right now. Like, like, I regret the amount of money. I just wanted justice. Dipshit. It was a hundred bucks. Every single step of the way, you're spending more than the ticket. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like, look, if they were going to, if they were going to blow off the speed camera ticket, they'd have done it from the get go. And honestly, I think at this point, it was on principle that they were pushing back or like, no, this guy's being an asshole because I'm pretty sure if he said not guilty and just fucking filed the thing and went to court on the thing and stated his case in court, like normal, Instead of writing, oh, this doesn't apply to me. You know, no case to answer for. Like, you were accused of a thing. Guilty or not guilty. That's the case. That's the thing. You were accused of a thing. Even if you weren't there, you were accused of the thing. Therefore, you're going to have to answer guilty, not guilty. That's how the form works. And so he goes, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Like, look, asshole. Just click the, just check the right fucking box and mail the thing back. You want to be a dipshit about it? Fine. We're going to drag you through court and we're not blowing off the ticket, which we probably would have just excused anyway. We're like, oh, you must have caught the car next to me because I wasn't speeding. I know I wasn't speeding. Look, my passenger says I wasn't speeding. Like, well, whatever. Fuck, dude, go away. But no, he wanted to be a dickhead about it. And so they dragged the court process out and were like, oh, this guy's being an asshole. No, no, he's paying the hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Court fees, court fees, court fees, court fees, court fees, because that's what kills you. Don't fucking go to court if you don't have to. You look at those fucking court fees, because if the court fees are more than the ticket, shut the fuck up. That's what his problem was. Stupid asshole. The fuck? Come on. It's just a hundred bucks. At every step of the way, the fines and the fees were more than the ticket. Just fucking pay the ticket, you dumb fuck, because you're still going to have to pay those fees. And even when he went up to the highest appeals court, they still ruled against his ass. He's still lost. He's been like a year going to court to fight a hundred dollar speeding ticket and lost and spent his entire fucking savings doing it. It was just a hundred bucks, you Fucking jackass. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play you some promos and I'm going to be right back with this week's recommended listening feature. It's a show that I've talked about before with a guest, but didn't formally feature myself. I am talking about Oh No Lit Class. Why is Jamie Lannister such a compelling character? What is the best time machine from a movie? Why did Michael Scott need three vasectomies? To find out the answer to all these questions and so much more, check out a podcast about something. Each week on a podcast about something, we dive deep into whatever we find interesting. From movies and TV to sports and paranormal, we explore it all. Listen and subscribe to a podcast about something on your favorite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at APA something or check out our website, a podcast about something.com. 
And always, stay classy. Hello! Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The podcast where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris, I'm the Believer. I'm Cody, I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. (laughs) And this is how it works. Every week, we pick a strange but fascinating paranormal topic, such as... La Llorona. Voodoo. Friends of Passion. Impasse. Holiday Traditions. And after presenting you with a lot of really fun information, I tell you why I believe, and then I debunk the crap out of it. And along the way, you might find some TMI information, some gay humor, and also some sexual innuendos. So tune in, have fun, and bye! (laughs) Recommended listening. I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No, I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at OhNoLitClass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, lit class. We're for kids. No, we're not. Oh no, lit class with Megan and RJ. Where, I mean, they, they kind of summed it up. They talk about the classics and sometimes a little bit more, more modern literature. But for the most part, they talk about the classics with a lot of dick jokes. Really? They, they, I don't want to say they dumbed down the 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 plot lines and the story but they bring the language of classic literature and the history of the time and the the backgrounds of the authors and all of that and they bring it down to they they repackage it into a a language that is easier to understand because guess what they're actually both very well educated people I'm I'm gonna say this, and no offense to Megan and RJ, but if you go with how they talk in this show, one would be assuming that they are not the most educated people, which is the absolute problem with assuming how educated somebody is based on how they talk. Believe it or not, I'm actually a very well-educated person. I still talk like this because it's really stupid to sound like a snooty asshole. And so they are taking the snooty asshole language, basically, that is that permeated all of classical literature because it was just the way you wrote and people were kind of pretentious. And they bring it down to earth and, and bring these stories in. And, and they, to a degree, they, they simplify the stories and, and bring them into 2018, 19 language. And it's really funny because whereas in a story, they might talk about this, this amorous encounter. Let's go back to bring that back. They'll talk about an amorous encounter in a, in a story, but you know what it amounted to that was rape, <laughs> you know, that the thing is like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, he was just giving googly eyes to his stepdaughter and things like that. There, there's a lot of, of dirty stories 
it's kind of like to a certain degree, it's like the dirty bits, but focusing on the liter- on the books rather than the historical figures. You know, stuff like that. The dirty bits focuses on the historical figures and some of the really naughty stuff that happens there. A lot of the time in in Oh No Lit class, they'll talk about the literary figures and the stories and how dirty they are. And the kind of a reference to how many uh, figures and how many <laughs> classic works of literature were written about, you know, are, are was it euphemisms or, or metaphors for penis issues or whatever, or I, I like going back to finding Forrester and he's like, women will sleep with you. If you write a book, like women will sleep with you. If you write a bad book, I could almost do a really shit Sean Connery. Uh, but yeah, there's like that's a lot of it and, and sort of those sort of the inside stories and the, it's, so it's part bringing in the story so you can understand what's going on in the story and, and making it. And it's kind of like, because again, educated people, literary, you know, English major looking at the classics and presenting it to you in a way where if you were like, they're, they're basically teaching these classic works of literature to a bunch of millennials who don't understand it, who don't like, or whatever the fuck the current crop of college students are who can't understand the classic literature because of the language barrier and comprehension because kids are dumb nowadays and bringing it down to a point where you can understand what's going on. And wow, this story's rapey. <laughs> so many penis jokes, so many penis jokes. Uh, but it's hilarious. And I love, and as much as like they're again, both very well educated, but man are as like, sometimes RJ just, I don't think he reads the books. And I, even if he does to read the books, he plays dumb well enough to not it's like it's either way. It's funny. No matter what, like he plays oblivious. <laughs> sometimes he knows, sometimes he doesn't either way. It's hilarious, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love the the way they play off each other and it's just like the way they explain stories and the, the goofball nicknames they give to different authors and it, it's just, but you're learning. And that's the thing is that when you actually peel it all back and to take away all of the jokes and all of the, the modern language of things and the super condensed cliff notes version of the story they give you, you're actually learning these stories and you're learning about not only the stories, but the time period and the author and the, the, the history and all of the things that go into it. And somehow they're fucking tricking you into learning some shit. They are again, very much like dirty bits. You, you take away all of the, the silliness of it. You're actually learning some shit. And that's probably one of the best things about this show is that they get you so engrossed in the humor and the silliness of how they tell the story that you completely lose track of the fact that you just learned about great expectations and you're going to remember all of the bullshit in that story and all of the shit that happened. You've learned so much about Charles Dickens that you you could probably write a fucking biography at this point, but you don't realize you've learned anything because you were just listening to Megan and RJ tell dick jokes. Again, peel back the dick jokes, you actually are learning. And that's one of the best fucking things about this show. I'm going to say it. When I first heard about this show, because again, I, I hear about so many shows. I didn't, I was like, oh no, it's about a, fuck, it's about a bunch of fucking books. I don't want to listen to a show about a bunch of fucking books. 
But when Derek came on here and talked about it, I was like, you know what? Fuck, I've got to, I've got to give it a try. I've got to listen to this show. And especially after I started listening to him after I started listening to Rolling Misadventures because Megan is one of the co-hosts on Rolling Misadventures. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is hilarious. Oh, my God, I've got it. And I started going back. It's like, oh, I know this book and shit like and going back through them. And I just, fuck, I love this show. It's great. I love it. And they just they just had an extended break because, you know, summer and they're both I believe they're both actually college professors. I could be wrong. But yeah, they're both again very well educated. But yeah, it, it, you got to check it out. Even if you don't necessarily have an interest in literature, you should actually check out Oh No Lit Class. It's just fun. You'll learn some shit even if you didn't want to. Find them at ohnolitclass.com and all of the podcatchers and all those places because that's where you're going to be listening to them. Again, Megan and RJ. Oh no lit class at oh no lit class.com. But that's going to do it for me for this week. I've talked for way too long. I really shouldn't have with my voice all fucked and being sick and shit. But you can get the links to all of those crazy assholes in the news and Megan and RJ over at oh no lit class and so much other shit like all the past episodes and where you can buy merch, and where you can be an awesome, cool person and support me on Patreon, like my awesome supporters, Chris from Play Comics, Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head, and Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of breath. I'm, I'm, I need to stop. You can get me on all the social places at Odd Data Out. Uh, subscribe to the show leave me a review if you're cool like that if not I don't care (laughs) join the Facebook group and until next week oddballs thank you and good night